Welcome to Under Our Feet, where we go deep into the earth and deep into time to discover the geologic forces and events that shape the world around us. This is a special bonus episode brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. So it turns out that Under Our Feet has a healthy community of listeners over on Patreon. You can join that community and get cool rewards starting at just a few dollars a month, like shoutouts on the show, bumper stickers, and t-shirts. And for those of you that contribute at least $15 a month, I'll make a mini episode on a geology subject of your choice. This is the first one of those. Thanks to Georgia Ringle, who has been a supporter since the start of Under Our Feet. Georgia asked if I could make a mini-episode about kitchen countertops, which is a great subject because if, like most people, you aren't a practicing geologist, the most common interaction you might have with a rock could be your kitchen countertop. So what are you seeing on your counter? At least, what are you seeing when your eyes aren't watering from chopping too many onions? Real rock countertops can be beautiful, for sure, and even have a plethora of interesting geologic phenomena contained within. However, the marketing for countertops is far from a rigorous science. Let's start with granite. Most real rock countertops are sold either as granite or marble. I was in Home Depot just the other day, and there's a huge variety of interesting surfaces, all of them called granite. But from a geologist's point of view, I'm pretty sure that not a single one was actually granite. Granite is an intrusive igneous rock. That means it cools from melted magma slowly, deep below the Earth's surface. Often it forms the core of continents and is exposed in mountain areas where the deep core has been thrust up to the surface. Here in the upper Midwest, you can see it without mountains in places like the Canadian Shield and the Boundary Waters or throughout parts of northern Wisconsin, where repeated glaciations have eroded all the overburden, the stuff on top of the granite. Given the way that it forms, it usually has a pretty homogeneous texture. A true granite has evenly distributed flicks of white, clear, and pink minerals with maybe a few black spots spread around. Those minerals are usually plagioclase feldspar, that's the white one, quartz, the clear one, and then another feldspar mineral, this time with more potassium, the pink one. The black spots are a mica or a mineral called amphibole. This rock, though, wouldn't necessarily be all that interesting as a countertop. Granite is quite light in color, there's no such geologic thing as a black granite, no matter what Home Depot says. And granite doesn't usually have a lot of visible swirls or pattern, at least on the scale of a countertop. But this is not to discount the geologic value of so-called granite countertops. Even if they aren't really granite, real rock countertops can still have some really interesting geologic features. To learn more, I asked my friend and colleague Nick Roberts, a professor at Hamilton College in Clinton, New York, and an expert in structural geology, to tell us more. Nick, welcome to Under Our Feet. Thanks for having me. So I introduced you as an expert in structural geology. Could you briefly explain what that is? Sure. So uh, as a structural geologist, I spend my time trying to understand how rocks actually deform deep under the Earth's surface, how mountain belts uh, rise and fall, and how continents collide with each other. Awesome. And so you've talked about all these big events happening. How might you see evidence of those in something the scale of a kitchen countertop? Actually, I would say that a countertop is the perfect scale to look 
at um, big events because as a geologist, when I go out into the field, that's the scale of observation that I'm usually looking at. So if you were to look down at a countertop that was sold to you as a granite countertop, oftentimes, and I've seen this all over the place, you will find that the minerals in the countertop are really strongly aligned and maybe the countertop has some light and dark banding across it. And that kind of swirly or uh, alignment, that's the result of large-scale tectonic deformation. The rock's been squeezed, and as it's been squeezed, minerals kind of align towards uh, a uniform plane. So that's one of the things, if you see that in your countertop, strong alignment of minerals, you know you're looking at a very deformed rock. So you're saying that if you can look at individual mineral grains or sort of the general feel of how the individual mineral grains look. And if they're all sort of elongated and pointing in the same direction, that's evidence of squeezing. And what is the squeezing coming from? Yeah, so one uh, good example, if you have uh, two continents that are beginning to collide, and you can think of this like today this is happening, the Indian subcontinent is colliding into Asia. And what's happening there is you're getting granitic rocks, so kind of what you were just describing, undeformed rocks that crystallize deep under the earth, and they're starting to smush into each other. And that running into each other of different continents is going to create that what we call deformation, that squeezing of rocks to, to form a preferred alignment of minerals. Cool. So, so that, and then you'll see layering and, and swirls maybe are, are the, the kind of outcomes of that. If you were to stop looking at individual minerals, but look at the whole countertop as a, as a whole. That's right. And one of the things to keep in mind here is that when we're talking about a rock being squeezed, I think at the surface of the earth, if you were to squeeze a rock until it started to deform, it would, it would break, right? It would start to crack and crumble, but at really high temperatures deep in the earth, the rock is actually flowing. You can think of it like a honey, like a viscous fluid. So this deformation isn't necessarily cracking the rock. It is actually um, making it flow. Great. So we've got squeezing and pressure and deformation causing alignment and layers and swirling. What else might you see in a countertop? So once you've trained your eye on the this banding in the rock, the kind of preferred alignment, one thing to look for is other features that might cut across that banding. And we call these things intrusive dikes or veins. And a dike is a, an injection of magma into a crack that has opened up in uh, granite, say. And so this is material, maybe it's other melted rock that has been injected and cuts across all the features of the existing rock. This is extremely common deep down in the crust. Um, as things are deforming, you often kind of get overpressured uh, melted rock that hydrofractures into the, the rest of the country rock. Whereas a vein is actually fluid um, that is not magmatic that comes in and deposits minerals um, like quartz or calcite. Cool. And, and so is there ever any alignment of direction of those sorts of features? Like, are, are they just kind of go randomly across or both? It really depends on the rock. Uh, what I would say is look at your countertop. And if you see that there's uh, some kind of, you know, all of these uh, cross-cutting features, these dikes are 
um, going in the same direction, then that probably means that the the cracking of the rock that allowed these to intrude was responding to some stress that had a specific direction in it. But sometimes it can appear pretty random. Um, another feature that you can get in countertops, and this might be a, a good segue into talking about kind of marble countertops as well, because they this feature appears in both. If your countertop looks like it's been all cracked apart and then infilled with uh, white vein material, then what you're looking at is what we call a breccia. So rock that has been cracked apart and then refilled with vein material. And this is a really beautiful pattern. It's kind of a loud countertop. Um, so if, if you're into that and you get a, a, a breccia countertop, then you'll see really crazy, intricate, kind of a grid pattern of veins. Cool. Awesome. Is there anything else that we haven't gotten to yet that you think we should? Well, just going circling back to uh, what you were saying about how most countertops that you buy that are labeled as granite are actually not technically granites. Oftentimes, what are sold as granite countertops used to be a granite and have been metamorphosed, meaning they've been heated uh, and put under high pressure and transformed into metamorphic rocks that started as granites. So the, the most common one would be a nice G-N-E-I-S-S. And that's a metamorphic rock that has that characteristic banding from light to dark, light, dark, light, dark. And so if you see that, you're looking at something that used to be a granite. The question is, do you think whoever came up with the name and called it granite knew that? Actually, I can almost guarantee you that the people who are discovering um, quarries that are really good for countertop stone do know that they're not necessarily quarrying a granite. The term granite kind of tries to simplify different rock types so that consumers can understand um, the pros and cons of the different materials. And so all granitic or granite countertops, when they're sold that way, they're going to have certain properties like they're really heat resistant, they're, they're very durable. Um, and so kind of grouping them all into granite is a simplification that allows consumers to make decisions. You know this well from your own family countertops, I gather, that marble countertops have their own characteristics that can have some drawbacks. Yeah, so uh, marble is a metamorphic rock that started as a limestone. And so it is a calcium carbonate, predominantly calcium carbonate rock. And a pure marble is white. And you can think of the building stones that are used in ancient Greece as a, and, and for statues in ancient Greece as a prime example of a pure marble. Calcium carbonate readily dissolves in the presence of acid. So one of the drawbacks for marble countertops is that uh, if you squeeze lemon juice or spill vinegar on it, you get uh, what is called etching, uh, where little parts of the countertop can uh, slowly dissolve. It's sort of like the caves we talked about in, in episode six of Under Our Feet, where uh acid that is contained in rainwater and groundwater starts dissolving the calcium carbonate down there. So if you have marble countertops, you have to be really careful not to make caves. That's exactly right. And just like uh, grant things that are sold as granite countertops, marble, the, the sales term marble, uh, actually encompasses a relatively wide array of rock types. Most of them are going to be uh, some kind of marble uh, or an unmetamorphosed limestone. And so again, they've kind of grouped limestones and marbles into this one term, 
that allows consumers to know that it has these potential drawbacks. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Nick, for being here and for giving some time to talk about countertops. Thanks for having me, Rudy. <laughs>